Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree... A guy knows how to work a DVD player. ...talk to you about movies. This week for our first review, we check out James Wan's return to the horror genre with Malignant. Their review's coming up now on this episode of Brownie Points. All right, everybody, here we are for our first review of the week. Oh, beer. It's been so long since I had you. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there. This is the first segment we're recording. I'm already several drinks in, and I plan on having more like with each segment. So strap in, because this week is going to be fun. Yeah, oh, to yeah. To be a listener, is to just hear me get in, like, incohesive or in coherent yes <laughs> and you could be also incohesive that wasn't exactly the wrong word <laughs> see i know big words <laughs> oh my god listeners listen to yesterday's episode to see where this peaked <laughs> <laughs> brownie bites nick can't sit in a chair anymore <laughs> it's just brownie bites is just recorded by like me laying on the ground holding a microphone above my face oh and here and it's this is just even fun more fun for me because i would i would enjoy myself when we were taping remotely but now because i have to drive to our studio quote unquote yeah i can't i get to be the dd anchor on the show now <laughs> but it's at my house so i get to get drunk like an asshole yes <laughs> oh but no long time listeners will remember when we have both been very saucy on mic before <laughs> i still love when dan was like jesus christ slow down yes <laughs> sometime in january Oh, I can't, or I don't know. If, I mean, I wouldn't, but I can't recall offhand right now. I, ha I know, I know we've had a handful of reviews where we're both just like that. The most, the most obvious was uh, Endgame. Well, that's because we were there. Well, it's because like, if yeah. you listen, there's one point where I was like, so many things to unpack. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, if I was sober, I wouldn't have emphasized the S on that for that long. Yeah, no, that was, that one's definitely peak. Um, but regardless, oh. here we are for. <sighs> This review, uh, our new movie, <laughs> losing my train of thought, Malignant. That is our first review of the week. It is uh, from director James Wan, who you might know from creating Saw, The Conjuring, and he directed Furious 7. And? And? Death Sentence. Oh, yeah. Another film we've reviewed. One of, literally, our second episode, we did Death Sentence. Was or, it I think it was. Episode? I think it was. I thought it was literally the second episode. Look, it's definitely top five. <laughs> uh, no, it is not. How far? Uh, it's got to have been in the top five. I was I was in New York, and it was like right when we started the show. I remember. I have a quick way to look it up. I'm not talking into my microphone, so that could be a problem. Uh, uh, if you can hear me, raise your hand. <laughs> well, while you're looking that up, I'll finish the creatives behind this. Uh, James Wan, like I said, directed it. Oh, wait. Hang on a second. I wasn't even looking at the right spreadsheet. I was looking at new releases. Yeah, Death Sentence would have been... I swear Death Sentence had to have been, like, our second time machine. Death Sentence was the sixth time machine. Oh, okay. So we were a month into the show. Okay. I, I definitely thought it was sooner than that. That's funny, though. Um, it, it helps when you look at the right one. Yes. Uh, yes. Anyway, here, here I am. Uh, this film was written by James Wan. Ingrid Bizu and uh, Ankela Cooper. I hope that's how I, uh, that I, I hope I said your name right. Um, and then the stars of this film, 
Uh, if any of you watch this, you may notice that not hardly anybody of note is in this, or at least to me. Um, <laughs> That's for a good reason. Annabelle Walls, Maddie hey, uh, Hasten, has, has, I can't say that. Hazan. Hazan. <laughs> uh, then there's also George Lucas, George Young, not George Lucas. George Lucas? <laughs> George Young. It's like poetry, it rhymes. And then Michelle, Brianna White, uh, they round out the is cast. Is Jar Jar in this? No, we, we watched this. He's not in this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I yeah. Let's... Lisa, think you have a tumor. <laughs> but yeah, nobody. <laughs> Dude, Doctor Jar Jar, Doctor. Misa, think you have three months to live. I'm just. <laughs> Misa, think if we use a biotic or a back antibacterial medicine, it'll be fine. Misa, think if you eat anti antibiotic yogurt, like Aaron Andrews says, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh and she's always right <laughs> um yes i just while you were saying that i took a quick glance at all the the four actors and honestly i don't know anything that they are in but anyway those are the creatives behind malignant and as long time listeners know we always do a little hot take before we really dive deep into the spoilers and um i'll start by saying this i think long time listeners will note that i am a big james wan fan um Dude, look at his hat. It I, looks like a man like finished on it. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for for that. Yes, listeners, we have a baseball game on. Um, ew, his hat is dirty. Listeners, would you be surprised to learn that at my house there's a baseball game on while we record? His hat is notably dirty though. Playoff is, push time, baby. That is that is a gross looking hat. Um, anyway, um, I am a big James Wan fan. Probably the biggest between the two of us. I think that's fair to say. I like James Wan a little bit more than you do. Yeah, and I think you've probably seen more of his movies than me, too. Yeah. Um, I, I was the one that pushed for Saw when we recorded Saw on the show. Um, we didn't do one of the Conjurings that he directed. Conjuring but 1? We didn't do Conjuring 1 or 2, but we did the third one, but he didn't did direct he do, that one. Did he have anything to do with Annabelle Comes Home? He produced them. He didn't direct any of them. Because he's, like, the producer of the Conjuring universe. Okay, so he, pr- he produced Conjuring 3, too? He produced Conjuring 3. He didn't direct it. You should probably get your name off and, that one. <laughs> and he didn't direct any of the Annabelle films either, but um, he Probably. did. He did direct F- uh, Furious Seven, so we have had him on the show twice before. <laughs> the okay, not the one good one, but one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, all that aside, um, I was super jazzed for this. Like I told Nick, the multiple times you've seen this trailer, I don't know what the hell this is about, but the fact that it says from James Wan, I'm super stoked to see this. We've seen it in, which is funny with uh, kind of how bud, how low budget this is. We saw trailers for this a lot at AMC theaters. I, I part of me wants to think they were really pushing it because of the competition with people staying at home to see it on HBO Max. Well, I also think they were pushing it because James Wan was attached. Well, yeah, and like J- James Wan returning to direct or. Yeah. To direct a horror movie. Yeah. Compared to, or as opposed to like solely producing it. Because actually. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's him returning to form. And also an uh, original, uh, like not existing off a of pre-existing universe horror movie. Yeah. I'm actually double checking right now. He, oh snap. I literally forgot in between Conjuring 2 and Malignant, he did Aquaman. I literally forgot that. I forgot about that too. <laughs> and it wasn't that bad. I thought Aquaman was actually kind of good. This is solid. 
It's it's fine. It's I, no no no. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen it since the time I saw it in the theater. I remember thinking it was solid, but I don't remember enough of it to be like, oh yeah, I would say it's probably this rating. Yeah, I. You know what I mean? I I think at the time I was gonna give it a full pay on not sprinkles, but um yeah, I literally forgot he did Aquaman until <laughs> just now. Um, but yeah, anyway. All that precursor. I was super jazzed. I love James Bond fans. Or lean, James. Lean, lean your mic closer to your mouth. Oh, there you go. Like, no, no, no. Like, tilt it in the stand. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm a big James Bond fan, so I was super jazzed to see this. And um, some of you may know that we obviously can't skirt around it. We have to get in the spoilers as fast as possible with this. So I'll just. I'll just. Also, watch SpongeBob in order to understand one of the spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> We, uh, that's, as, that's as direct as I'm getting before we get to spoiler territory. Yeah. Um, so I'll just this movie in order to understand why it's so good, you need to know one of the spoilers. And that's kind of my hot take for the first hour of this movie. I was incredibly bored. I thought it's an interesting story for sure. The screenplay is not at all what I have a problem with, with this movie. It's actually got a pretty interesting screenplay, but um, and it's shot very well. James Wan is excellent at staging all that he does in this movie. He's got really creative camera shots in this movie, too, um, like the above head in the house. Oh, yeah. I was a really big fan of the camera work. Yeah. Weird, weirdly enough, I think I've said in several times camera work has actually ruined movies for me because they get so stylized, like yeah. old. When I was talking about the way that shots were done in old, that movie was partially ruined due to the composition of the shots. Yeah. But then in this movie, it's like, no, that actually enhances parts of the movie that I was like, you know what? I'm kind of just lukewarm to it. Yeah. Up until like the bit, like, I'm like you. I was kind of just like, I was like, I'm okay with it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm just, I'm okay with it. And then the twist happens and I'm like, yeah, this really solidifies the rating I was thinking of giving it because it really nails home like that. Well, it saved it saved it from getting a lower rating for me because I enjoyed the last thirty plus minutes of this so much. Like the first two thirds of the movie, I'm incredibly bored. I have a big issue with the acting in this movie. I think just across the board, the acting is various degrees of like mediocre to terrible. Like I don't know how a director like James Wan couldn't get bigger named or more talented actors into this. Like I, sorry, I'm just throwing it out there. I I can't stand the acting in this. I also really couldn't stand the music in this movie. Did you notice that the, the that the tone of the score kept changing? Funny enough, no, dude. I, well, that's why the reason I say funny enough. I'm normally the one to notice the music cues in a movie. The music is obnoxious in this, this movie. movie. It is so bad. Like it'll be a nice, creepy, subtle. Like if it, if one score stuck with this movie. It should have been that one, like the nice, subtle, more traditional, creepy horror score. But then sometimes it would almost sound like a rock hybrid. And then sometimes it would be like um, when one of the big twists happens and we go outside the house and it's this like, vroom, vroom, boom, boom. I'm like, God damn, is this the end of the movie? Like, I just, well, one thing it I kept changing out, so much. I couldn't stand it. I want to put out there. I don't feel like this is a spoiler. From very early on in the movie, you get B monster movie vibes from it. So it's like, okay, melodramatic, hammy acting, kind of over the top in a lot of areas. So maybe like it kind of reeled me in that it was going to be like that from a very early time frame in the movie the advertising was the advertising for sure i guess advertising was really weird for this movie because it really only showed like the first like 10 minutes well also like all the graphics of like what we see the poster like that 
because thing well, coming I, into her I would, eye. I would say that graphic, not necessarily the trailer, but the graphic for the poster. Hell yeah, fifties B movie. Well, in the trailers too, like clips of the movie in the font of the word malignant. Like you don't see that ever anymore. Like I don't remember that. I just remember. Like her laying on the bed, and then you see the demon thing. Yeah. And then she's like, <gasps> and then it does the thing near her head, and they're like, malignant. Yeah. But um. But anyway, the hated the acting, hated the music. Um, cinematography's beautiful. I think the screenplay is good, but it's honestly, I was just really, really bored because I was so distracted by other things in the movie that. I was almost out of it until the twist happened. When the twist happened, it saved the movie from getting a very low rating from me. I'm giving it our, I'm going, I'm splitting the difference because the ending really is that good. And I really, really want to talk about it. And it is so as crazy as you've heard it is listeners. Uh, so I'm splitting the difference. I'm giving this movie a half pan. Uh, and on our rating scale, a contender for one of the best films that we've seen this year, if not in the history of the show is a movie that gets a pan full of brownies covered in icing sprinkles and all the fixings on top. Pretty good movie overall is a full pan of brownies. So-so 50-50 is a half pan of brownies. Pretty bad movie overall, which this almost was. Uh, it was a single brownie and a contender for one of the worst films we've seen. That is a movie so bad that you're not even a brownie. You're a cookie full of raisins. Like I said, the first half of the movie, I was... I, the first half of the movie, I was just like, oh, that sucks. I'm going to give James Wan a single brownie. But the twist happens... It doesn't save the movie per se, but it saved it from getting a single brownie. So I half pan. I it's his worst movie is making it sound worse than it is because it's still better than a lot of other people's uh, worst movies. So yeah, biggest yeah. flops are some people's greatest hits. Exactly. It, exactly. He's the ending alone. To 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 talk about what happens in the ending alone is worth sitting through the rest of the movie. I'm not surprised that you feel that way. Um. I I had a warning that there is a huge twist going into it. So the two twists that happened in the movie, I was searching for the first one. And I will say, I give this the same rating as you did. Um, I give it a half pan. This movie was going... I was like, you know what? I'm a half pan. I could see myself kind of dipping to a single brownie. But I'm pretty... Like, I'm pretty comfortable with my pick of a full pan or i'm sorry a half pan mm. and then the twist of twists happen and i'm like this is a solid half pan this is exactly like what i would see as a half pan is something saves it and just nails in that it is this specific rating um i like a lot of the camera work um i like the b movie feel to it at times um I feel like the way that the beginning sets up the B movie feel it was very was a very calculated and smart move by the production team of we need to make sure they understand that this is a goofy weird movie and is not going to be cinematic brilliance. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I gave it a half pan. We got to go to spoiler territory to talk about the SpongeBob twist ending. Yes, um, I'm gonna go pee really quick. Ah, okay, nice. I get the riff. No, just talk about. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> through the wall. Uh, but yeah, listeners, um, if you haven't, by the way, seen this movie, it is on HBO Max until, I want to say, October 10th. I believe that's when it leaves HBO Max. Otherwise, uh, you have to go to a theater if you feel safe and comfortable. 
uh, to go to a theater right now, but uh, yeah, to each his own on that. Um, but yeah, no, when Nick comes back, we have to talk about the, the, the super duper insane ending. Um, <laughs> I can't even talk about the baseball game because we're watching a Sherman commercial, ironically enough. Oh, I believe. Yep, there he is. <laughs> My key might have been green. Oh, that's lovely. It's not even March. I was saying it's ironic. I can't even talk about the game because we're in a Sherman commercial. Yeah, we're looking at the uh, new uh, Calzone pizza. Um, so anyway, the twist of the movie is uh, Pat Back is the villain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is Pat Back. <laughs> I will say... Didn't see it coming. I, okay, so I, 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 it was very obvious. I like, okay, these two are connected some way, like, cause they can, she can hear his thoughts, like, and she can see what he's doing. I was thinking she was blacking out and like had some like depressive multi, multiple personality disorder thing. No, it, like it, in, like in split. Yeah. Which I've not seen, but like, I was like, I think she is doing these through like some weird mental thing. Not that, yeah. He's we, uh, literally on the back of her. Well, on he's literally on her back and, and Siamese connected to her brain. <laughs> and I, I know this is like a, a show meme at this point. Is let's jump directly to the ending as soon as we get to spoiler territory. But like, dude, that is the thing to discuss with this movie. Like, yeah, they um they that talk about, that like, reveal too. That was. Dude, the way it's revealed yeah. through them watching the videotape, yeah. and then it leads into the brutality in the jail, which I wrote in my notes, like, the fight in the bullpen and in the, the precinct office are the, the best 10 minutes of the movie, because it is so violent, and it is directed well, so well. Well, okay, so basically, to break it down for listeners, is this woman, turns out she had a... What do they call it? parasitic twin? Yeah, parasitic twin that um, she's kind of like blacking out and it's controlling her and committing these murders and they like it's controlling her body but she's not doing it and then they're like yeah back back when she was a kid like she was being told like kill the unborn baby kill your mom your adopted mom carrying the baby and she thought it was her imaginary friend and she thought it was her imaginary friend and it turns out there is like a deformed monster on her back and i i remember at one point saying this is uh this actually did happen there was a guy that had a twin on him mm-hmm. and i don't think he committed any crimes but like he's like i hear voices in my head and they're telling me to do terrible things like get it out of me yeah, and he was blaming it on the the malformed brain of the twin that he absorbed that was like still there, like it was like a face on the back of his head, like Lord Voldemort in a uh, uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, that's what I, that's why I told Joan while we were watching this was that oh the villain of this movie was just Voldemort. Yeah, like- <laughs> my reference to Pat back was better, um, <laughs> but like so. They're like, all right, well, it's like they when they cut to it and they show it like it's got a face, it's got a neck. But what's more troubling is like it has a chest, it has arms. Yeah. And like their fix is they like cut part of the chest out, they hack off the arms and then they just like 
cut open her skull and just push the face into her head. And they're like, we fixed it. We quote unquote cut out the cancer. Um, no. Yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> and then like her abusive husband like smacks her head against the wall and awakens the beast. I love that that was what triggered it. Yeah. Like the way they pulled that all the way back is at the start of the movie. That is good writing. That is having yeah. something from the beginning that seems benign and unimportant of a movie called Malignant. Benign. I was going to say. <laughs> but like something that seems benign and completely unimportant, having it tie back to being a major. Uh, the end of the movie that is amazing writing exactly exactly something that happens that seems so uh, inconsequential or it's it's well in this case her abusive husband commits domestic violence and then we think well you think it's just him being like an abusive dick you don't think it's gonna actually be like a major plot point in the movie of awakening a serial killer i i fully fell for it thinking that that was just character development that like Oh, we're getting to know this woman. We're going re- to realize she's in a terrible relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and yeah, no, that is, that is some excellent writing that actually, that was the start of all of this madness. It was so great. Cause like when he dies, when we find out that she killed him and not just a demon, like we, I, I stopped thinking about him after the movie or after that part. Cause I was like, oh, well he's dead. And we see his spine. Like he dead. dead. Dude, first of all, <laughs> his neck. Oh my God. That was some good makeup, dude. But the <laughs> other, the other thing too, with the uh, Pat back killer, is when they have the moments where like Gabriel has taken over her body and is like running around committing the murders. Like one, having him run around backwards is really weird. But there's several yeah. instances where it looks like they did it through stop motion animation to make it even stranger looking. I noticed like. I didn't know if they just like dropped some frames while they were like editing the, like it. Like it gets or... jerky. Yeah, it, it's either a drop in frame rate or stop motion animation. But they do something to make the unnatural movements look even more unnatural. And I really want to applaud the movie for that. I couldn't even tell like for part of the movie that it was him running backwards. I noticed, I noticed it mostly in um in the precinct fight and in the hospital room. You mean after the reveal? Yes, I noticed it after the reveal. Yeah, no, I di- I didn't until the re- that's why I'm saying yeah. I didn't until the reveal. Like yeah, they like hid the, the one, they hid that very well. The one that sticks out to me where it's like you see him the most is the one where he kills the guy in that apartment. Like he comes in through the window and then you see him like go into the closet to get the towel. And yeah, then he kills him in the bed. When like, he when he's going one... when he's going down the fire escape was I was when I noticed yeah. just like how weird. Like okay, this is not natural movement. Yeah, but I again I couldn't tell it was literally the back of someone's body (laughs) well there's one where they like hit him in the head and his head turns around he just starts running around like backwards like whatever this is what i do i can't remember i can't remember there was quite a bit quite a bit in this movie um fight wise but there was speaking of that some signature james wan scares in this that really took me back to the way he directed the conjuring films like when they're in seattle underground or whatever that was called by the way if that tidbit actually like is real about yeah 
Seattle was uh, this town, and then there was this big fire, and then they decided just to build the town on top of the rubble. That's a cool tidbit. Like, if that's real, that's cool. I, I'm a bad show host. I didn't uh, double-check that before we started taping. Uh, I'm going to type Seattle Underground and see if that actually pops up. And apparently, yeah, Seattle Underground is a network of underground passageways and basements in Pioneer Square neighborhood. They're, they're yeah. going to have a... Seattle uh, Underground literally is what it's called. <laughs> they're going to have a movie... Uh, about that at, entitled as above grunge below <laughs> yeah no they i was i okay so my suspicion was right like they shot on location in seattle and according to the wikipedia page i'm looking There's, at that is real there is one moment i will say where like they have like a bunch of establishing shots of seattle in the quote-unquote rain and i was like guys it's seattle how hard was it to get establishing shots while it was raining because like Oh, there, not at all. <laughs> there are a lot of establishing shots. In, like, there's a one particular chunk where it feels like they added in CGI rain. I was like, how hard is it to just get Seattle while it's raining? Right. Exactly. But um, back to what I was saying, though, about when the lady could hear Gabriel down that hallway, like, uh, clanking the pipes, like, when she was closing up, that felt very reminiscent to the way he made scares in Conjuring and... Uh, like Gabriel sitting on the couch and the guy turns on the light and he's not there anymore. Like everything in the ha- house right then. I, I will say too, there is a lot of visually terrifying imagery in this movie. Oh, and, oh James Wan does such like, a good job that with it. Opening, that opening scene where the fiance or was it fiance or husband? That was, that's a good, that was a husband, right? I think it was husband. That's a good question. Where the, where the husband dies. That was really scary. Like legitimately scary. Yeah. No, it was. Um, oh, yeah. This guy also created Insidious 2. I just I was trying to pull up something else, and I saw the, his IMDb. But, yeah, no. Okay, so between Insidious, Conjuring, and Saw. I will say... Are you surprised I, that he made a, he made I, genuine scares in this? I don't know the original <laughs> Conjuring films all that well. I know the recent jump scare-a-rama terrible versions. Only 30% original. his fault. Well, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know what the original ones are like, but I remember seeing Insidious. Yeah. And I really do recall a lot of times in Insidious of like, look at what's in the background. Look at look at this thing that they're not focusing on, the scary imagery that they're not drawing attention to. And that's what's scary about it is it's like, oh, my God, you might not notice this. Yeah. the red. I noticed a lot of cues of that in this movie. The red demon behind Patrick Wilson and the exorcist, like, almost craps her pants when she sees it. And so do we as the audience because that reveal was freaking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, there's a reason, like, this movie's advertising campaign was seriously just pushing, like, this is James Wan. Like, because <laughs> he know clearly we just watched it. He knows how to make good scares, and he's probably the best modern-day horror maker that we just have, which drives me nuts that, like, he settled for such terrible actors. Can we please talk about just the acting in this movie? Uh, It's about time you started complaining about something. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, you didn't like them either. Uh, They had discount Angelina Jolie. They had discount Drew Barrymore. I remember at one point in my notes... Which one was discount Drew Barrymore? The sister. She looked like Drew Barrymore in Scream. I thought... Okay, that's funny you say then the, that the main girls discount Angelina Jolie. I saw a lot of Jessica Chastain in her. I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> I also had a note. I was like, Jesus Christ, is the lead detective uh, the love interest from Mean Girls? Is not. Okay. But they have discount Wanda Sykes Hall as his like co 
investigator lady. Dude, the the way that both of them are written is so so lazy. Like it's the sassy is the sassy black character and then the how did my girlfriend actually put it? I love the way she put it. The um he's the character with the indistinguishable ethnicity, mm-hmm. that stereotype that always is now in modern movies, but that aside, by God, that cop was my least favorite actor in this movie. I didn't buy which, a which single... One, Wanda, Wanda Sex Hall or the lead investigator? No, the lead investigator. I didn't buy any he, line he that he said a whatsoever. Very, very vanilla personality. He was... He was very... He, he couldn't act better than mediocre. Like, I don't know. Everything about him made me think that he thought he signed on for, like, a TV pilot. Like, it was very... It, it looked like he knew he was playing a cop and was, like, trying to pretend to be how actors before him acted like cops. He didn't act like, I don't know, it, he didn't seem like a real person. He seemed like yeah. he was pretending to be a cop that was on, like, CSI, like, 20 years ago. Or, uh, like, True Blood or Teen Wolf or whatever. I haven't seen... Me either. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I will give a little credit. $15 includes tickets to the game and a free beer. Damn. Nice. We gotta go to a Friday Cardinal game. I ooh, that's a long drive. <laughs> but free beer. We can get next to free beer here. Free beer. Two ninety nine tall boys. I know where to buy them. Dan, first of all, I think that you emphasize beer too much, and that you in the show. <laughs> no, I think you emphasize beer too much, and you need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna sound like diarrhea. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. What? I, oh, I wanted to also, the lead actress in this movie, just like flat out. What do you think of her? You call her Discount Angelina Jolie. Was um, she? Was she compelling? Like literally being like, well, the face of this movie. I'm gonna be honest with you. You're not wrong in that the acting performances are bad. I don't think they're given a lot to work with. Hmm. They're written. I'm telling you. I really bought into the, this is a big budget B movie right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I don't think her character is written to be better than the performance she gives. Like the part where she reveals that she's adopted. Oh, yeah. Like that's a big dramatic role. And like, yeah, you gave her nothing to work with James Wan on purpose. Like I got a lot of fifties B movie vibes from this. See, okay. Maybe. I, and I'm, not, and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's good for that. Yeah, what I'm saying is, I I fault not so much the performance as I do the performance give or the material given for the performance. Yeah, I fault I fault the material more than I fault the actor or actress in this film. There's no one moment like there's no moment, one moment where I'm like, dude. Your infliction is pure garbage, and they clearly went with the best take they could get. Yeah. Like, a lot of it is, like, you were given this material to overemphasize things that feel unimportant, or you were given this material to work with what you had. It's not your fault. It's the director or the writer's fault. See, I I want to credit it more to just them not being very good. Because I feel like with you need to lighten up. I feel like with okay, I feel like with more veteran actors, they could have sold that a little better. I think what specific? I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. Just like what specific? 
line scene like what makes you think that way i wish i wish that like well it's kind of a combination of the writing and the acting like i wish well the 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 sassy black cop the the discount wanda sykes i wish she just wasn't like that in general like i wish she wasn't constantly just rolling her eyes at the detective like oh you're just in love with her oh i told you that she had a motive like i wish she wasn't like or i wish they directed her in a way that didn't make her come off like that stereotype to me well that's the thing is like i feel like they wrote it that way and the director like hey these are the type of performances we're looking for go with that with this material i don't i don't like that <laughs> it was I'm, the, not, I'm not saying you're wrong yeah i'm i'm just i'm much less willing to blame the actor than the writer or the director some someone in this someone in the ingredients to make this soup screwed up like i don't i don't I and I, I part of me doesn't want to exactly blame James Wan unless he consciously it, is like it this feels, is deliberate. It, it feels deliberate. It all of this feels on purpose. It it I it just it, bo- that's what boggles my mind about this is that like why I want to ask James why he directed the first well, hour of the movie this way. Well, okay, so, like what what does he find charming or endearing about adding like it almost makes me think because I've seen the original like fifty five or fifty six fly. And you're right, like, now that you say that, there are little bits of shades of, like, black and white 50s horror movies in this. Well, think, but what was charming or endearing about that to want to do that in this movie? Think, think about it. He's he's done Insidious. He's done Conjuring. He's done Death Sentence. And Saw, yeah. He's, he's like, Death Sentence was the Pierce Brosnan-style movie. Conjuring was a new modern horror classic. Saw was a new hyper-stylized slasher classic. The invention of torture porn. <laughs> he's going He's going after specific genre types of film, and he just got to B-movies. Hmm. I it's, no, with, it's an interest. No, honestly, I'm, I'm pondering that, because that is an interesting take on this. I agree with you. It's a half-pan movie. Yeah. It's a deliberate B-movie. This makes me really wish because this was a weekend we couldn't watch the movies together. Which, yeah, I. Which now honestly does bum me out when this happens. <laughs> this would have been a, this would have been an amazing movie to watch together because when we realized Patback was the villain, yeah, I audibly was like, I started shouting at my TV, like, "Oh my god, what is that?" Oh, me, me and Jones screamed too, like, especially like, with the how Kelsey, stylized the reveal was. Like, I grabbed her hand, I was just like, "Oh." Sh- shoot like <laughs> kelsey, kelsey does not like horror movies or like a big uh not anticipation but like suspense movies and like i got done and i walked downstairs like i just gotta talk this through with you <laughs> like i gotta explain what i just watched yeah um dude especially to the how gnarly like her ripping her skull open and and then like when it when it like sticks its head through the crack and it's like it reminded oh, me of like so gross <laughs> and that's another reason i go to stop motion animation is it it's it's a puppet like, oh yeah that this was is not this is not like the voldemort cg from like harry potter and the philosopher's stone or whatever that movie was yeah like this is a puppet with stop motion animation for when it's running around like this is very, very practical. I I know I only knew for sure that that was a robotics or a puppet when it was in the mind jail and there was a close up on its face and the mouth did not match the dialogue at oh, not all. Not at all. <laughs> not, not even in remotely the... close to matching it. Oh no, not at all. 
<laughs> that was the only time I didn't it notice, was, though. It was it was like when Newt Gunray in Star Wars Episode One: A Phantom Menace like starts talking. It's like, hey, you want to try matching those mouth movements better? Yeah, because you didn't nail a single line delivery. I'm pretty sure, though, they had to have a person. Like, do you? I don't know if you played video games back when we were this young, but like PlayStation One, they would just be like, all right. What we gotta do is we just gotta make the mouth move, and then we can insert dialogue, any dialogue. Yeah, it was. And it, it was just. It was literally like this slow. And... Yeah, it was just <laughs> someone going, and it's like, but Marge, I must drive to the Quickie Mart in order to get the Duff beers. Like, yeah, it lo- it, lo- it looks the same as like bad uh you bad anime play, dub. You need to play Simpsons Hit and Run. It's it's their version of um. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Mm. Because that's how they do the dialogue and like the in-game cutscenes. Not 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 the like FMV cutscenes, but like the in-game cutscenes where they're rendered in real time. Well, and they literally just talk like. Didn't Frostbite or Bethesda just remake the game? No, I thought they were. I thought they were remastering Hit and Run. Uh, you talk. I'm gonna look up video game stuff. I, I, maybe it, maybe it wasn't Frostbite. I thought Bethesda or Frostbite or somebody was in the middle of remake, uh, not remaking. I don't know. I, I don't know video game terminology that well. But like, I thought that they were going to remaster that game because enough people were demanding it. Ooh. Was there any headway on it? Let me see. Oh, I thought that. Creator of Simpsons Hit and Run remaster removes project from Patreon. That was three weeks ago. No, it was it was a fan made thing. Ah, uh, tartar sauce. That stinks. I think enough people. I think tartar enough tartar sauce. I think enough people would be je- would would pay that off. Like if they wanted to invest that money into it. I want to. I want to call something out from this movie. A police edition charger would not sound like that. I don't remember what it sounded like. Most police edition chargers are V sixes. And this one sounded like a four. This one sounded no. This one sounded like a V eight. But not only a V8, a performance V8. Like the Scat Pack, the Daytona, uh, the 392. Not a supercharged one because there's no supercharger wine. But like I was listening to it and I was like, you're wrong. <laughs> what? Movies Movies also, manipulated I, the sound to make it sound better? She, she talks about like, uh, they have several references to like her miscarriages. And they're like, Gabriel was, was feeding off of your fetuses. I was like, what if this was a setup to some elaborate dead baby joke? <laughs> um oh you're in your notes that's what you're doing the um how did that one person there's a person in this movie that had a mole on their lip not like on the edge of their lip but like on their lip skin uh moles just pappin I, I i think i've actually met somebody that had that no here's let me here's something i actually well not actually but like i got a joke you remember the part with the washing machine where the person like joking like kind of gets stuck for a second. I got help me step demon, I'm stuck in the washer. Oh, that shot in the washer. Yeah, when she early on in the movie. I remember <laughs> I remember when you sent me your notes, I saw that one and I and I'm like, I kinda thought the same thing. I wanna I wanna throw one thing out there. Because I had the warning about there is a crazy twist to this movie. I was looking for one. So when they reveal that it was her attic, I remember early on in the movie, I was like, I bet this is the main character's attic. But had I not been given a heads up that uh, there's a big twist in the movie, I don't know if I would have thought that. Did you Did you think early on in the movie that that was her attic, that they were keeping the biological mother in? No. And the way they revealed that with her just 
flying through the, the ceiling. <laughs> that scared one that did scare the crap out of me because I thought she was gonna be dead. But um, but that was also when I got super pissed off because that music cue was just so obnoxious like i didn't think that twist merited that specific music cue i was like okay movie calm down we get it that's a twist do you want to know but no but to answer the question to answer the question i had a feeling how she was connected to gabriel was going to be a twist i didn't know it was going to be this twist yeah (laughs) so so kind of yes kind of no you, what, you you listen to you watch the movie and you're like all right this is the twist and then you see what the big twist actually is and you're like didn't think that do you um, yeah exactly exactly when they reveal that he was feeding off of her fetuses that she kept having miscarriages with do you want to know what my first thought was when they're like well you th- you kept having miscarriages because uh, he was feeding off your fetuses to gain strength so that way he could come back and be meaner and more evil than ever oh you know, I re- I do remember this in your notes yeah he's Christopher Reeves from South Park yeah. <laughs> Where he's just like I cracking need, them open and sucking out. The I stem need the cells. stem cells. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so messed up. God. If, I I I know you probably didn't think about this because I I you're you're not a twin, but like I hope you <laughs> honestly pre- again. I know we just did Jack and Jill, and I, t- yeah. I said this. I constantly forget that you and your sister are twins. I hope you appreciate more after watching this that, like... Are you afraid that your sister is living in the back of your head and going to cause you to do murders? No. How lucky my sister and I are to have come out... Not be parasitic twins and committing murders? Yes. Or even just, like, we were connected at the foot and now both of us have, like, uh, plastic feet... Like, the appendages. Uh, Like... Prosthetic. Prosthetic. Thank you. Yeah. How like how close we were like just being twins like is that a common thing with twins is like I I'm speaking as someone with absolutely no experience that like there is something where you guys are stuck together twins is that common I don't know if common is it's not it's I wouldn't say it's common but the risk of that happening is there like because it is it is a very complicated like you have to be super duper careful this when you have twins. This might be to think about. Do you guys share like, like? We should probably ask my wife this, but I don't want to yell for her to come up. Do we share the? Do you share like the same placenta? Like, are you in the same kind of sack? That's fraternal twins. Paternal okay. twins are separate. That's what me and my sister and that's what were. You and your sister are right. Yeah, we were paternal. Fraternal is yes. And then that is when we would have come out like both girl, both guy. Like gotcha. that's that's when the well, that's when you look the same. To, yeah, to be to be overly crude of it, like that's when duplication happens. But no, my sister and I were like fully separated. That's why, like, I don't know. Okay, not why, but like we only share very mild characteristics, and it's also probably why we got away with being well, me being a guy and her being a girl. To my understanding of it, I don't have a medical degree. I just science with nick and dan while nick is kind of drunk. i just picked up some things because i was curious about like well when it when it dawned on me like how overall rare it is for like twins to happen like no i didn't go on a full medical deep dive but i asked my mom about it because obviously she learned a lot about it carrying us for nine months like <laughs> so i know a little bit about it i just i just wanted to put it out there though. like i hope you appreciate that like things like th- not like this bad but like i don't th- appreciate anything about you. <laughs> my sister and i we're incredibly lucky to come out the way that we did, yeah. especially the fact that both of us did. Because like she, she or I could have absorbed the other one. That's not uncommon. You mean you, you mean to tell me that you could, you or your sister could be pat back? Not no, not even that. Like literally, just like 
the 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 nano sized cell versions of us could have did absorbed you, the other one and just did, literally become one person, like you, no signs of the other. Did you ever watch The Office? I watched it once with an ex like ten years ago, all the way through. Dwight has a joke about like absorbing a a twin, and he's like, "So I have the strength of a man and a fetus." <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that TikTok a while ago? That was like no. Uh, you know, I, I don't watch TikTok unless it makes its way onto iFunny. Or, oh, this one, this or Facebook shout out. Follow Morgan Lujan, L U J A N. That's how I see most of my TikToks because he does compila- comp compilation videos every like three to four days, and they're like fifteen minutes long of a bunch of TikToks. That's how I see most of my TikToks. Gotcha. So if he didn't do it or didn't make it to iFunny, no, I haven't seen that TikTok. There was. Okay, <laughs> it was this. I don't know if it was from a show, but it was like, it was a it was a guy in front of a sign that said rapist, and it's just like, do you uh, know do you know what's worse than a rapist? And then he pulls child. Back. I no, it was they, a vine. It was a vine because that was one oh, of that my was favorite a, vines of all time. That was a vine. Yeah, yeah. The guy's what's just worse, like, <gasps> what's worse than a rapist? And he rips it off. and He goes, it's a, it says child rapist. He goes, a child. Yeah. <laughs> My girlfriend thinks that's the funniest freaking video. That video is awesome. That is one of my favorite vines of all time. Is, yeah. Is the guy going, oh, a child. Yeah. <laughs> the first time on YouTube, the first time I saw that uh, was, be- was because of her. I'm pretty sure that's from a show. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a hundred percent. It's definitely uh, clip. It's clip from a show. It's staged at least like it's scripted. Yeah. I was going to say, let's not play that on mic. <laughs> No, it's not a rapist. It's a it's a predator. Oh, uh, what's worse than a predator? <gasps> a child. <laughs> so funny. Good lord. Great. I feel like we may have gone off the beaten trail with this movie. So I'm trying to think. Here it is. Hang on a second. I'm gonna play it There's on. There's only here. one thing worse than a rapist. Boom. A child. No. There is only one thing worse <laughs> than a rapist. Boom. A child. All credit goes to whoever made that vine. We do not own the rights. Yes, I. Do you want me to make an editing note so you can edit that out? I, nah, I'm sure we'll be okay. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be okay. Yeah, we do not own any of that. No, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be okay. Um, but anyway, it's a it's a vine. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> there's only one thing worse than a rapist. Boom. I love the guy's gasp and look to camera like oh, a child. Duh. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think. I'm looking through the trivia. There's nothing really that I think is worth making a talking point out of uh, with this movie. Can you think of anything else like offhand? You know, we've had a lot of fun in this review. And I just think that we should make it make awareness of if you have a parasitic twin, don't murder people. Don't get into a domestic abuse. Hey, Harrison Bader, a.k.a. Bader Todd, a.k.a. the guy Dan said looks like some California guy just hit a home run. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, He looked like a football player whose name I don't want to give clout to on mic for personal reasons. Um, <laughs> but yes. Uh, oh, yeah. The guy from the Bills. Yeah. Let's. I, We're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. That that wonderful god bless him human being um <laughs> is he still with the bills or did he get cut for his no he he made the team um football skill set he was good enough i'll put football! it um football skill set he was good enough but anyway um 
I'm just trying to think what else uh, is worth talking about in this movie, because honestly, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I, I do want to throw out there that the this is one of those movies where, like, the ending, again, to go to the ending, the ending is a million times better than the rest of the movie. Like, this is just a whatever movie, and then it's almost like they did, like, a crazy amount of mushrooms or something, and they're mm. like, what's the craziest ending we can think of? Make Pat back the villain. He, I, like, I would have loved if at some point she's like, this is Pat back. <laughs> Dude, not gonna, th- that, those 10 minutes of the murder spree in the bullpen and the precinct, isol- isolated, like, if we did a top 10 favorite scenes in movies, that would very likely make my favorite scenes of the year. I yeah, love the, the, like I the, love that the kung fu choreography was really good in that. The dude, the 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 the, the swinging camera cinematography that made it like a, a single take, and it's just just throat back stabbed in the head, throat again. Like yeah, I I looked at Joan when it was over, and I was just like, when a movie when a movie's level of violence is like this, I get happy. <laughs> and you should know this about me by now. Like Dan's a big fan of Kill Bill. I'm a big fan of movies that say they're violent and they deliver the goods <laughs> like army of the dead. Dan is a big fan of putting them on the glass. Dude. I, I am put them on the glass. I am a gore hound. Put them on the glass. <laughs> Just put a sexual thrill. The sexual thrill. Uh, but no, like in terms of violence, if anyone's a gore hound like me out there, you will be happy. I promise you, you'll if be happy. If anyone's a gorehound like Dan, you will get a sexual thrill. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I mean, who would you cast Nick Cage to be in this movie, and why? That's why you're my co-host, because I was definitely gonna forget to ask that. Um, <laughs> you dumb whore. Um, <laughs> did I write it? In my, <laughs> did I write? I'm kidding. You're not a whore. I'm trying to. Th- I, I forgot. You are dumb. I forgot to pull my actual notes up, and I did take notes during this, even you're though I just ignore the fact I called you dumb, but not a whore. I. I'm trying to pull up my notes because I definitely Olive forgot Garden, to. Are you wa- <clears throat> or are you family? Oh, I should. <laughs> I'm getting pretty good about not wanting to censor myself. I'll just have you read exactly, or I'll just read it. I write with four H's on this and three exclamation points. Oh, S. Okay, it's literally her. Dope. <laughs> um. But yeah, there's nothing in my notes either. I thought I wrote my Nick Cage pick there. Um, but no, I, for my Nicolas Cage pick, I would want it to, um, I would want it to be. That's the Rick and Kill bobblehead I'm getting where I'm going to that signing. Okay. Why was, don't we he, see their faces? Well, he was a pitcher and he was a, he was a, a fielder. And so they're emphasizing the fact that he had different numbers when he was a pitcher and a fielder. Oh. Cause that's, a, that's a very rare thing to do is change your position at a, like, that drastically at a professional level and succeed in both. Hmm. Okay. Like he has, I can't remember what the stat is, but he had a stat that the last person to do that stat was Babe Ruth. Okay. Huh? No, I was just, I just thought it was weird. We didn't see the faces, but now it makes sense. It was looking at the other it's stuff. To emphasize the Jersey numbers. Right. I mean, if you want to, you could probably like turn the bobbleheads and like, but you'd like break their necks. Well, or you could just physically. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, like the anatomy of an actual human being was like, yeah, their necks would be broken and they would be dead. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> but um, no, my Nick Cage pick is going to be. Um, oh, I'm spacing on it. Honestly, one did. Oh, uh, the one doctor. 
that got stabbed in the face in his apartment when when they when he was in the bathtub or when he was in his bed no in his bed because he would actually have lines the one the one that got stabbed in the bathtub i wrote in my notes i was just like i don't want to see this man naked when the guy that got stabbed in the bathtub when they showed his picture in the video before he got murdered i was like oh yeah a doctor that looks like that is in no way like the most evil doctor <laughs> but then he ended up like getting killed like a minute later i thought he was gonna have more screen time but but yeah just the way he looked i was just like oh he looks like he's a part of the the freaking adams family there's no way he's evil like <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's your pick gabriel I want Nicolas Cage to be smashing his face up against someone's skull and be like, I'm evil. I control your mind. Look at me. I got arms sticking out of your back. I somehow can can control electricity too. Has this woman ever had an itch on her back she couldn't scratch? Mm. Just think about it. She got the Tyrannosaurus arms. Tyrannosaurus Rex arms coming out of her back. She can scratch wherever she wants. (laughs) In In exchange for that. Yeah, Gabriel, you're cool with murdering whoever you want with my body. <laughs> you can kill whoever you want because I'm comfortable constantly. God, that was. I will. I, I'll, I'll put it. I'll. I'll say this at least. I'm not gonna forget this movie for a very long time. <laughs> I'll put it out there. Didn't see the twist coming. I. I don't. I don't. I call. I call a lot of twists in movies. Not this one. No. I. I don't like quote unquote this movie. But nope. I'm not gonna forget it. So. Yeah. I suppose then with that. We'll call it break time, and we come back. Fugue. We'll remind you what we're going to do on Thursday. All right, everybody. Thank you for turning in to our thoughts on Malignant. Thank you, Isla Marfin Mar- of Fugue, for the bumper music. As always, Nick, you pick our second film that we check out this week what is the pick life moves pretty fast when you're ferris bueller on his day off yes you made note because i never really paid attention to it this is finally streaming on netflix i've wanted to pick this for a while um i don't know if this is right when it started streaming but for a while it wasn't being picked because it was not streaming and now it is on netflix here in america and that will be our review on Thursday, the John Hughes classic. It's got Matthew Broderick. It's got Baby, even though I know she's got a real name. Uh, uh, Je- De- De- Jessica Gray. Oh, my God. I literally have forgotten Baby's name. Uh, Oh, my God. I don't remember her name. Oh, my God. It's something Gray. Jesus Christ. I, uh, IMDB, save the day. If it was in my recent searches, which it wasn't. Oh, no. Dirty Dancing was Jennifer Gray. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm terrible. Uh, but yeah, that review is on Thursday. Uh, Nick, how about you let people know where they can reach out to us in the meantime? Facebook, Brandy Points Guide to Sentiment, Instagram, Brandy. Hey, look, the Cardinals won the 2011 World Series. And Breaking Alan news Craig 10 years ago. Bite me. <laughs> Facebook, Brandy Points Guide to Sentiment, Instagram, Brandy underscore points underscore guide, and Twitter at Brandy underscore cinema, as well as Brandy Points Guide to Cinema, gmail.com, show logo, bowl popcorn with Brandy in it. Uh, send us brand bites, ideas, topics, success, content, movie trailers, review. Also, send us uh, movies review, whether in theaters or streaming, new releases or time machines. Make sure you're sending us uh, stuff on Letterboxd, Dana's Capital D Brand 49. I'm somewhere on there. Make sure you're sending us reviews on whatever platform you listen to us on. If we get them, I'll read them on air. I'm not doing it on this review because I don't feel like looking it up right now. Uh, 
helps us break through algorithms when you leave us reviews. So make sure you're doing that because we don't have commercials. We don't talk about shaving your balls or uh, powder you can put on your balls or deodorant for your balls. We don't talk about your balls and uh, <laughs> pillows or meat. And make sure you do something else. Back to you, Dan. Listeners, we will continue to always be here in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms here and around the globe. International listeners, we know you are out there, and we appreciate it. Uh, you know, guys, I've been saying it all summer. I've been saying it for, Jesus, I think I've been saying what I used to have been saying for a year now. But, guys, we don't want Delta to spread. We want to get back to normal. So, do your part. Get your shot. We got our shot a while ago. We feel fine. We did our part, and we implore you to do your part as well. So, we can get back to a normal way of life by 2022. So, with that, that is all we got. And Thursday, we'll be back with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We'll catch you then. What if Ferris Bueller had a pat back companion? It would be. It would have told him to have a very, very different off day. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and appreciate it, sometimes you're like, "Oh God, there's a monster on my spine! Ah, ah, there's blood!" Here it is. Hang on a second. I'm gonna play it there's on. There's only here. one thing worse than a rapist. Child. No. There is only one thing. <laughs> <laughs>